back to you and it's time to talk season two, episode six. I'm back with the panel again today. To my right, we are Mr. Lincoln Wilson, Mr. TJ Booker, Ms. Anastasia Booker. To my left, Mr. Alexander Tucker. And our two very special guests today, we have Dr. Law, the UNC Union interim dean right now, and also Dr. Arthur McKissick, the SEC Union executive director. Um, so today, um, just some of the Previous episode, some of the things that we've discussed, we've discussed financial literacy, mental health, the Union County Remembrance Project. And this episode today, we will also we'll be discussing education here, something that's very important, something that I'm very passionate about as well. Um, and something that definitely needs to be um, brought up to encourage our youth, you know, further, further your education as much as possible. Um, we start out with you two gentlemen today. Um, thank you for joining us, first of all. Um, one of the things I want to know from you gentlemen before I turn it over to the panel, just can you talk a little bit about the growth of uh, USCU? Oh sure, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's been pretty steady. Um, you know, uh, when, when Dr. Catalano came, came and, and, and took, took on the, the dean position about five years ago now, um, he, he really started to turn things around right away. And um, it, one of the main drivers, you know, he brought back athletics that helped grow that spurred a lot of other things and just kind of spilled over into into growing the the, the campus as a whole and um now that we can offer the nursing and uh just continue partnership with the high school dual enrollment there's just a lot of different different ways that we've been able to, to tap into that growth and uh we had about four four straight years of of uh enrollment records uh this year COVID made that a little harder, but we still ended up, uh, last semester was our, our third best semester, uh, and then we tapped that this semester, so this semester is now our third best semester in terms of enrollment, um, and we're just, you know, l looking at continuing to grow and, and get more opportunities. Okay, well, same thing when we started looking at it. We had our record semester fall of 2019. And there was a, a drop in the spring, slight drop. Uh, this fall, uh, we were down significantly, but we're up 15% over this fall for the spring. And one of the things we've done was we've increased uh, our recruitment at the high school. Uh, we're also getting ready to start at early college. But a couple of things that we're working in terms of the early college is that for this fall, we're going to be all able to offer a mechatronics certificate or a welding for certificate for dual credit students. So you got a 10th grader who goes into 11th grade, he starts college with us. By the time they graduate, they will have a certificate in either welding or mechatronics, which will open exceptional employment opportunities as well as apprenticeships. And it puts this person on track to earn upwards of $40,000 before they get out of their parents' house. So it's a significant plus in terms of students being able to advance themselves as well as become competitive in the marketplace. Yeah, okay, yeah, so <laughs> welcome guys. Love to be around great minds, right? And obviously we got two of the finest right here beside us, right? So question for you guys. How does population affect? Yeah, I know you said that, you know, you're making rec you guys are breaking records each semester, each semester, and you know, you just recovered from the slight drop due to COVID, right? So 
what is it what does it really take to continue to make our universities both of them the community college and the university uh thrive in this community is, is it more of students matriculating from the high school is it getting people from outside you know what is it what do you see our uh bottlenecks right now because i would love to see these campuses grow even bigger yeah yeah um a combination of both because um you know i think i think the initial kind of uh, attraction of, of somatic county students for the athletics maybe made it more attractive for some resident students to stick around mm -hmm. and so it's it's a combination of increasing both those those kind of pipelines and um you make the campus more attractive in, in these other ways and the students who are here want to stay mm -hmm. and and if you can get more of them to stay then you can get uh growth that'll hopefully you know keep them around after they finish and, and work work locally find jobs around here and, and stick around and have their own kids and send them through the same kind of system right now ours our long-term growth is significant potential one of the challenges that we have in terms of external growth though is that we are limited by service area restrictions by the South Carolina Technical College system. Gentlemen, can you just speak up and project a little more? Okay. So our audience is trying to hear what you're saying. Okay, we're we're limited by the service areas by the South Carolina Technical College system. So at the college, Spartanburg Community College serves three counties: Spartanburg, Cherokee, and Union County. And what we're doing is we're looking to grow internally, and we're spending a lot of time and investment on really at the high school, but the other thing that we're doing is we're spending a lot of time at the middle school. Because one of the things you do, the sooner you get involved in a young person's life and they become comfortable on your campus and comfortable with your students, that enhances the likelihood that that student will stay with you. And then the other thing we're doing is we're making a pitch to parents that if you spend these first two years with us, what it's going to do, there's a great chance of it decreasing your tuition bill by a third. Because you're living at the house, or you're coming to school here, you don't have the overhead, you don't have the room and board, and the other thing it does, it helps you focus because you don't get that distracted by all the activities that are going on on a college campus. So when you leave, you're well-grounded, you know what you want to do, and by now you've got to know your parents' nerves enough that neither one of y'all want to see each other. As <laughs> <laughs> far as just we talking about staying here, let's talk about the cost of that. I mean, coming, to, you know, being a resident, staying and going to Union compared to your first two years traveling, maybe Columbia or Georgia or something. Well, see, the, see the first thing you're not traveling. You're I'm saying if you were to go travel, no, that, no. But, but but what I'm saying is, is you you're not traveling there. You're living there, mm -hmm. so you're talking about you're talking about tuition, you talk about room and board, and a lot of folks do travel because they get homesick, and you sometimes you see them in Union more than you see them on campus. But uh, I think that first two years in terms of an adjustment means a whole lot. Now every young person believes and will argue with you that they're ready to leave home, but. When they get away from home, it's the first thing they miss. And then the parents are trying to help the young person 
because that's what they want to do. But the key here, if you spend the first two years at home, your transition experience will be better, as well as your dollars and cents experience. Now, USC Union, uh, the county actually has uh, tuition assistance, like oh, yeah. scholarship, right? You essentially mm -hmm. yeah. go to school for free yes. if you are Union County and you get a uh, resident and graduate. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, if, you, if you have a 3 out, out of any Union County high school, it could be, could be homeschool. Um, if you have a 3-0 coming out of that, uh, you're eligible for the life scholarship with us. And, uh, the, and the county will pick up the difference between uh, tuition and fees um, from what the life, the life scholarship covers and what uh, you might get some Pell money, you might get some local scholarship money. So anything that that stuff doesn't cover, the county will pay the rest uh, through the end of your associate's degree uh, with us. and then. You also, if you don't, you know, if you don't get that life scholarship, you're also eligible for the, the lottery assistance, um, which provides a good bit of funding because uh, the cost of attendance is pretty low. Um, we're, it's about somewhere around $7,000 a year uh, with us, but, you know, life scholarship, it's $5,000 a year. So, um, but LTAP kicks in a good bit of money and uh, with the dual enrollment, you, you don't pay anything because lottery pays the cost of that tuition uh, that we charge. We just charge as much as lottery will pay. So uh, those dual enrollment classes, they're they're free to the students, and so they can they can get up to you know 40, 50, 60 credit hours uh, before they leave high school, not having paid for any of it. Um, and so you know, like there are the college programs. Um, and when we're starting a nursing track and an elementary education track uh, with high school as well for that dual enrollment. So, yeah, you, you, can, you can financially do very well and, and stick it around and doing some early. Even if you don't do some early, it's still a really good uh, deal financially to, to stick around for those first couple of years, uh, you know, whichever place you go. So. particular point we are having discussions about expansion and we're talking about expanded offerings for high school students because one of the things you deal with is that we know where they're coming from so if you focus there it increases the likelihood that that student will stay now one of the other options that we have available to us is the state of South Carolina has a very robust apprenticeship program so we've got, uh, we'll be able to offer youth apprenticeships, which go from 16 to 24, and then we'll be able to offer apprenticeships. And these apprenticeships, both sets of apprenticeships are with local businesses. So what you end up doing is that there's a significant investment made by local businesses in these students. The state of South Carolina complements those investments for with uh, tuition and assistance and the main thing is the employability skills because everybody wants an experienced employee and what we're saying is here's the means that you grow that experienced employee 
So what it does for the student is that I graduate, I've worked part-time, now I've got experience, but the starting salary upon graduation is higher because I've actually, I can actually walk into a place and already be there. We had a young lady, I guess it might have been three years ago, and she came to the uh, college and talking. I can do this. And she enrolled in the mechatronics program and she ended up at Tempkin. And every time you look around, somebody's talking about who this young lady is, how well she's doing. And she went to Tempkin, she found herself a home, and she's doing extremely well. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, we're talking about a young person who's three, four years out of high school, that's mm-hmm. already gone out, she's graduated, made a name for herself. So this is the career, if she chooses it, she will do extremely well in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mega Collins and Pike Brothers, what are the uh, programs y'all have up there that's primary tech, uh, one in union? Our primary focus is mechatronics and welding. Yeah. Now, we offer preliminary health science courses, and that's for a radiology technician, respiratory therapy, medical lab technician, and nursing. So, what you end up with is that these are the prerequisites that you would take to go to the health science program. And our primary health science programs are located on the uh, main campus. Now, one of the things that we do have, and I think Dr. Lowell is also doing this, is that we share facilities and lab facilities with the hospital. Now, what we offer, or we offer the certified nursing assistant, we offer the patient care technician, and we offer the uh, phlebotomy at the hospital. One of the things that I advise a lot of the folks who want to do nursing and all is that why don't you go ahead and get a certified nursing assistant? Uh, It's a few weeks. What it does, though, is that this is the money, this is a part-time job that allows you to afford the little things while you're in college. Mm -hmm. And those folks that want to do it full-time Spartanburg Regional not only will sponsor some of the uh, education, but once you've been at Spartanburg Regional for a year, they'll also do tuition reimbursement. So one of the things that you, you have to look at in terms of being educated within the community is that if this is what you choose to do, you can do it, you can be supported, and then you've got a job right around home when you graduate. Could you... Maybe revisit the expansion page. Oh yeah, so um, you know the there's a few things lately we've been able to do. Uh, one big thing was uh, moving our library into the Carnegie Library because um, it didn't really it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to have two libraries two blocks from each other and they're and they're both both open to the community. You know, um, so we have our library in the Carnegie Library now, and that that created some available space that we really needed for new classrooms and, and new offices and, and that space is they pretty much finished the renovation They've got to clean it up a little bit but there's four new classrooms there's four new offices um, and that's going to be a, a kind of a language arts world language space uh, a couple of classrooms will have uh, some active learning technology we we've really expanded the languages we've offered lately we, we offer uh, obviously the Spanish, but, but now we also offer uh, French, Italian, Portuguese, and our uh, French 
Italian and Spanish person is working on getting approved for German. So, um, so, so that space is going to have a lot of that, a lot of English classes well done there. But um, I can see that. I know. Me know. Nine. Nine. Council of the building yeah. is actually the old post office on Main Street. Yeah, right? well, it was going to be. All right, so we moved it. right, so we were originally going to make that old post office building into a into an arts fine arts center, um, but the more urgent need is a nursing simulation laboratory for our new BSN program. So mm -hmm. that's in partnership with Aiken, um, because by August. We're going to have our first uh, upper division junior cohort of uh, BSN students who technically will be USC Aiken students, but they'll do everything here and in the hospitals in, in this area. Uh, but they need a simulation lab with the mannequins that you can simulate and a skills lab. So um, we had another location we were, we were thinking about putting that in, but that location was going to take way too much money and time to get it ready. And uh, so the post office building we had already done some work on to remediate and get it it was just a shell so um we have this appropriation money from the state to, to put toward it um so we're on the timeline that project is going to start uh either next week or the week after they're going to actually start the work uh so it sh should be ready by august um for the fine arts what we're going to do instead of putting it there is we have that little founder's house uh that's that's right there between the main building and, and whitener building um which for a while now has been uh, housing our athletics uh, coaches and but we also recently opened the student services building on Main Street so we moved all our admissions people financial aid student activity disability services into that building which freed up space in the Whitener building to move our coaches in once we get a couple people into the new language art space and so once all the coaches get out of the founders house then we're going to turn the founders house into a fine arts house um, so it sounds like you have like an associate's degree in space. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got I got a lot of faculty office moving around. Uh, there's there's a whole, a whole it's a domino effect, and, and there's one piece I'm waiting on to set a lot of these moves into motion. But um, so there's those spaces, and um, that student services building is really nice. Uh, the, the old tricks building, um, and then across the street from that you have the science and nursing building, which still houses uh, Veterans Affairs and, and Child Services um, in half of the building. The county's working on relocating them um, so that we'll eventually occupy the whole building. Um, we have a virtual reality science lab in that building. It's got the Oculus, you put them on, anatomy physiology classes, use that for that. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty neat. Um, and other expansion, in Jonesville, uh, athletics is expanding out into Jonesville. We have our uh, home baseball field out there, the old Jonesville school. Yep. Um, and and our coach Micah uh, Stantel, he's he's put a lot of work in, into that field. It looks really nice. Uh, people at Jonesville really really go to those games. Pretty heavy. And the soccer field out there is where our soccer team plays. That's their home field. They build a press box. Uh, new press box up there. Um, and then the gym in Jonesville was also deeded over. Uh, recently, so we're working on turning that into an indoor training facility for those athletes, um, which has has proven to be a really powerful recruiting tool. Apparently, it's it's a kind of facility that not many 
uh, NJCAA schools have available. So um, there's that expansion. You got the Lady Bannons in City Park. Lady Bannons down in City Park. You know, we got that new scoreboard down there now that was uh, dedicated uh, to Grace Rebels and Mia Stokes, uh, who had passed last year in that car accident. Um, so we were able to raise some money to, to, to put toward that scoreboard and get that up. It's really, really nice scoreboard. Um, got the volleyball starting. Going to be playing those home games probably at the rec center in the fall. Uh, they're they're in action this semester as a club team, um, but it's all away games. And uh, in the fall they'll be in JCAA though. We get. Which is which is one of our curiosity because how, how many, what is the enrollment now in UC? So this semester our head count is currently about 1140. Wow. Um, and we got we got a few more days to add a few more to that, but before the the freeze date, but. Um, so that includes all the students who are physically on campus here. That also includes all the students who are dual enrollment who come to us and students who are dual enrollment who uh, are out at high schools uh, around the region that we go to. So, um, yeah, and the, the all-time high was last spring, which was 1162. So we're- You're at 1140 right now. 1140 right now, so yeah. So. With COVID, so that's- With COVID, yeah. <laughs> what about SEC? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right now we've got 46 on site. Uh, we ended up with a significant amount of online students, which counts towards the college, but it doesn't count towards the campus. Mm -hmm. And actually our high was 96, mm -hmm. and that was fall of 2019. Mm -hmm. But what we're doing is we're augmenting that through the high school. And then the other thing that we're doing is that we're going through and we've got a project going on now with the uh, Department of Juvenile Justice, which is going to support their regionalization concept. So we will be able to take some of the students that are across the street at the eval center and get them enrolled as college as well. But the, the key there is the workforce development aspect as well as the opportunity aspect for people who may have gotten off track and we're giving them an opportunity to get themselves back together. That's nice to hear. Well, you got to start thinking about juveniles. Yeah, you can't yeah. wipe some. You can't wipe teenagers out. Right. Yeah. 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 So, Gus, we have talked about the wonderful things expansion, uh, the classes, courses that we offer. Let's talk a little bit about the staff that you guys have, the faculty. You know, like what one person when I ask that question. What's the one person that you want to say, hey, you know what, another recruiting team, we have so-and-so here who's a great professor or a great administrator that, you know, people just draw to. You know, let's talk a little bit about your staff. Don't choose. You can go first. I'll think about it. Yeah, the one person that I am very excited about is Shannon DeVries. Uh, Shannon is our adult education director. And Shannon is the young lady who really uh, goes out, recruits, but she's also received state recognition in terms of our program because this time last year, we were the first adult education program in the state to go fully online in terms of instruction as well as to go fully online in terms of registration. And basically what we end up doing is that we can send you a link, you can get registered, you can schedule a time to come by and test, and then we offer classes in morning and afternoon, as well as recorded classes. 
And what that does for us is that gives us the opportunity to rescue folks who may or may not have had a good time in high school or family activities had not allowed them to get enrolled in college. And the other piece that we do there, and Shannon has been instrumental in that, is that we do something they call integrated education and training. And what happens there is if you are enrolled in adult education and you have shown progress, we can also enroll you in college at the same time. So you can do adult education in the morning and you can go to college in the afternoon. And one of the things that I did was that when we get a person in adult education, I take them to the other end of the building. So come on down, let's see what else you can do. And if you do the things that you're supposed to do, we can get you enrolled in college and you can be well on your way as well. As far, I know a few people, um, I work with um, human service, well, DSS work with people. Um, now I'm with the school secretary, but how would someone who needs to get into that program, how would they go about it? Because I know a few people who, you know, they're interested in an adult um, education, but they don't know how to go about it. Um, usually what they're told at some places is, Oh, it's at SEC, and that's it. They're not told how to go about it or, you know, how Just to... Just give, give me a call. Give me a call. 466 okay. and I will send them a link. I mean, it's, it's very simple. Yeah. And you can go to the website, and you can do the same thing. The registration is online. Okay. Yeah. And you partner with some of the uh, manufacturing places right here, like you know, Gustav and Gavardo, where other... Uh, places that you go like uh, they had a program that you once offered do you still offer where you can come in and uh, take classes to get ready to, to just go over and get hired on through the company uh, well, typically what we do is there's a significant work work program where we make our students available and one of the things that we do is we have all the tours of the various facilities in the county uh, Tempkin has been excellent at that and then we've also, uh, before the pandemic, we've offered face-to-face -face classes in adult education at Dollar General. So we've got very good relationships with the uh, businesses within the county, and those uh, significant amount of those businesses are on my advisory council. Because one of the things we try to do is to make sure that our customers, i.e. The, the hiring employers, are very much aware of who our students are and we are aware of what their needs are. Because we're in the workforce development business. Mm -hmm. Do you guys currently offer virtual tours of the campus because of COVID-19? Have you done anything like that? Uh, we don't have like a, like a, um, something like you would walk through virtually. We don't have anything like that. I mean, we've got, you know, the pictures on the website, um, that kind of a thing. I, We'll probably be able to to resume some kind of small group orientations, uh, maybe as early as sometime next month. Um, but you know, definitely by by May, we'll start to to do some kind of regular uh, small group orientations for new students and things like that. But I say that I'm available yeah. to help and assist with any type of virtual tours you'd like to do, and maybe you have the video. It would be, it would be nice to to have one for the website, grow. even even independent of COVID, just. That'd I mean, nice. you probably already have students that could probably do that, though. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, <I'm gonna> <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Well, see, so what we've got is that we've got uh, lab tours. 
and those labs are virtual because what you end up with a welding lab is a welding lab mm -hmm. and we show what goes on in those labs as well as how the uh, mechatronics labs so I can go to the side and see the video of yeah, you've of seen that. You've seen video yeah. of that yeah and um, Iris has 16 stations the welding labs got 16 stations uh, if you go in the mechatronics lab you've got just about any rig that you'll find in a manufacturing plant that's uh, there. And I probably asked that because I'm spoiled, you know. <laughs> we like everybody's on their phones and cell phones mm -hmm. and, and, and very yeah. tech oriented. Yeah. So it's like I don't have to physically go there if I can, you know, click on a couple of links and, and mm -hmm. do a walkthrough. Oh, yeah. And that might be an audience that maybe hasn't been reached, for instance, that they don't really have an idea. And I know Spurmer Community College is out on Highway 176 for the folks that don't know. So is there an issue as far as proximity to students versus, you know, location that you guys see your various locations? I guess you guys will have, have housing in NCC. You know, you live at yeah. home and save your money, right? Either way, you know. Yeah. You can, you, if, you, if you want to use housing, you can. That's okay, one of the yeah. things that... Uh, Dr. Mm -hmm. Catalano said is that the yeah. students are so your student. welcome to yep. use where they can live wherever mm -hmm. they want to. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that, that we advocate is naturally stay, stay at home. Mm -hmm. and, but see, that's that's more so dictated by our service area mm -hmm. than anything else. Because we're we serve the students in this particular area, whereas he receives a lot of his folks from out of the community at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where that housing drive comes. Oh yeah, and and, the, and those fill up. I mean, there's there's the three there's there's the university residences, the townhouses right there on campus. There's the 101 uh, West Main down Main Street, and then there's the Commons that at Lakeside. And yeah, those those three waitlist. Uh, ever since they opened up, they they waitlisted. I mean. Is there some intent to build some more housing to bring more? I mean, and those are all privately owned and operated. Oh. We, we don't have anything to do with running those. Really? Uh, yeah. And we don't oh. want any, We don't really want anything to do with. Y'all don't want to get into the housing business. Nah, at this point, you know, <laughs> um, we're, we're happy to have other people own those and manage those, and we will we will put their links on the website. And right. so, and, uh, so if you had like right now, if you had a townhouse or something that somebody wanted to renovate. Yeah, you guys are you know kind of let your students. Yeah, we can add it to like a list of, of options for, for students yeah. to, to check out. Um, but uh, I, I think there is some movement with some developers to to, to try and get some more, uh, you know, kind of larger scale student housing mm -hmm. on Main Street or off Main Street, and um, it, I, I feel like uh, they'll be able to to fill those rooms once they. No, I got my first two years at the University of Union, you know, oh, yeah. and I love the home field. I mean, I professors, the student camaraderie, but all these new students coming in, does it still have that same oh, yeah, yeah. feel? Yeah, yeah, it does. It definitely yeah. does. Because, um, you know, there's still um, kind of the critical mass of the ones coming from the high school. And, yeah. uh, you know, the, the senior class, I think, is a little bit smaller this year than it has been, but I think it's going to start... Uh, getting back up in size again and um, so between that and you know there's uh, the last couple of years it's been you know over 100 dual enrollment students on campus um, so you know in the afternoons you got 100 dual enrollment students from the high school who are who are all from around here and, and they get to know the professors and 
So a lot of times, a lot of them stick around. And so you still have that core. Um, and, you know, uh, and again, the people come from out of town, it just makes it more attractive to stick around and, and be part of that. So. Yeah. What, did, what would you say is like your pitch um, to, to get kids in our area to, to stay home and attend UACU? Um, of course, easily one of the things would be like the cost of we just save the money. I know I, I, went, I did uh, my senior year, I took classes at UACU. I know I took English one on one. I ended up transferring like 15 hours to USC Upstate while I finished school. Yeah. And of course, you save a lot of money, you know, staying at home. But for me, I didn't think about the money long term, knowing having to pay that kind of money back. <laughs> so I, I, was just, I was just ready to, you know, kind of get out on my own and, and live oh, yeah. on my own. But what would you say is like kind of like your pitch to keep kids here and continue to see yeah, so I mean, I mean, the money's a big part of it. Um, big part, big part of it. But I mean, even independent of that, um, you know, the the courses that are offered, they're, they're all USC courses. They're all from the USC Columbia course catalog. They they're the same codes. They're, they uh, all the instructors who teach those courses for us have to be approved by the uh, departments in Columbia to teach those classes. Um, so so you know, you're gonna be able to take those with you if you do decide to leave and. Uh, it's it's very clear in terms of how those map onto different bachelor's degrees that Columbia offers or that other uh, four, four institutions would offer. Um, but even beyond that, you know, you got the chance to stick around for for all four years with Palmetto College. Um, yeah. Whether that's uh, the organizational leadership bachelor's degree that you can get the the classes taught by our own faculty um, in addition to online classes, or some combination, or all one, or all the other. Um, or the liberal studies bachelor's, same, same thing. It's, it's really, we have a lot of ownership of that degree in terms of having our people teach the classes. Um, or there's these, these online degree completions through Fulminate College. I think they're up to I think 20 different degrees now. Um, bachelor degrees that you can stay here and you finish those two years totally online. With those, it's, it's being taught by faculty at either uh, Aiken, Buford, um, Upstate, or Columbia. But um, you don't have to go there uh, physically. And then with the new nursing BSN, you know, if you get one of those spots, it's competitive. We only get 16 spots a year right now. Um, starting For the nursing program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can do that whole BSN degree without leaving here. Um, there's also an elementary education bachelor's degree that's through Palmetto College that uh, you do the upper division classes online, uh, but you do all your practical teaching experiences locally in the schools here. Um, and so, you know, it's a path to become a teacher that you don't have to leave here, get that bachelor's degree. Um, and, that, and that's one of those, those new kind of dual enrollment tracks is to, is, is again, to get, like, like Isaac said, catch them, catch them early when they're interested in that, they start doing the coursework that's gonna apply to that while they're still in high school, um, makes it more likely they'll stick with that, that particular degree program locally. And then since they're doing the practical experiences in the schools here, more likely they'll stick around in schools to be teachers when they finish. And same idea with the nursing. Um, so uh, yeah, I would say that the, the money, the opportunity, um, and just the transferability in case you do decide you want to go somewhere else. And, you know, I, I did my, um, I got my associates from USC Union. Um, and then I went to Upstate and finished. But 
I, when I went to school, I don't think a lot of kids understand how fortunate they have it and the opportunities they have because when I went, it wasn't a four-year degree. Right. Well, it was, but it, it was interdisciplinary studies. Yeah, and yeah, that's twenty-five years that's old. That's what the B.A. studies is now. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. there wasn't an SEC in Union. It wasn't a campus. You had to drive a smart bird. You know, then you had to commute. Now we have a campus here. You know, mm -hmm. they don't. I don't think a lot of the younger generation understand that that there's so much opportunity here, education-wise. Like all of those uh, programs, the certificates you can get, the certifications you can get. I mean, the um, the four-year track right here. Because at my first year of college, I was one of those students who said I wanted to get away from you again. I had to go. It's nothing here. Get that meal plan. I went to a private college for one year, and it tore me up. And I had scholarships and everything, and it just tore me up. And I paid for it in the end, and I wish a lot of students would understand that, like you said, and it's a good thing you got to start early on, because they can understand, because a lot of us are hard-headed, we go, we're going to leave, we're going to say, oh, we have to experience this and that, and then four years or five years down the road, you're in debt. Yeah, and then yeah. you're like, I wish I would have did this, or I wish you would have did better, when it was right here and it was offered to you. You know what's crazy, though? Now that you say that, it's something just hit full circle for me. I lied to you guys not. Mr. McKenzie over here, I had an opportunity to attend West Point University, right? Yeah. With that mindset, do you remember that, right? Had the interview set up, everything. Guy I King. Was, I was that close. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. To, and, uh, to, to, to doing something to him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I, and then I had that whole mindset, gotta go away, right? It was never really supposed to be football. It was supposed to be that route. And then just and then this other option came. Then I went that way. And now that you said it, I'm like, yeah. I think a lot of us, especially in, in the um, in the late 20s and early 30s, are kind of like, you know, a head bump because yeah. we all were like, we gotta go, we gotta get out of union, you know, yeah. blah blah blah. But yeah. a lot of those things were right here, and if not right here, they were near. However, when I did go to Upstate, it was towards the end. It was a little late. I was already some loans in the game. So <laughs> I did commute. And, you know, still that was gas and you're a college student. So that, that cost as well, you know. So to have that right here, I enjoyed those years at, at USCU. And my friends were there. People I went to high school with. You know, I could go home or I could hang out on campus. And you had a closer relationship with those professors because you know they're they're right here yeah. and a lot of them you know I wish I hope I just hope that a lot of the youth get that mindset washed away that I have to leave to go to school somewhere else <laughs> because I mean it's here and it can keep you debt free like yeah <laughs> I, I'm telling you guys I'm telling you guys, I gotta be honest with you I'm, I've been fugal since I was born when I saw that I can go over here to this university and not pay and then I can finish it all and go do what I want to do anyway and go to Sparmer Technical College. Yeah. I keep I keep saying Sparmer Tech. That's what you Like I said, it was USC Union when I went and it was US, it was Sparmer Tech. I had to drive up there. Yeah. But hey, listen, I gotta admit, I didn't pay a dime for school. Yeah. I never did. I did. I did. And right now you can do the same thing without paying. And, and I'm telling you what my football coach taught me. 
He said, TJ, you're going to have all your life to be grown. So these people thinking that, hey, you're going to have all your life to be grown. If you can go over here, you got all these kids coming from. Where are some of your farthest students coming I mean, from? Florida. Florida coming right here to you. You know. And loving it. And then you got people right here. I can't go with areas. One of the, one of the, one of the things that you, you really got to look at, though, y'all, is that we control students staying at home. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's driven by relationships with students. And I don't think we, we look at it in terms of how much we influence that. That was one of the things that brought me back home because there were relationships with adults who took an interest in me. Now that's a failure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 you know, you were right for me pretty bad. I'm over here thinking I got by, he got me. <laughs> but, but see, he, was, he, he, he wanted to make his own way. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing you can do about that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But the thing about it is that the average student that you spend time with will believe in you and they will take your advice and they will stay around because what you've done there is you built a relationship with that individual mm -hmm. and they trust you and we've got some challenges that we have to deal with as a community in terms of teaching young people to read in terms of helping them get through school. And one of the things I'll tell anybody is that, do you know how good it felt to you the first time a big kid called your name? Because you're walking through the system and somebody say, hey, how you doing, TJ? He look. I mean, it's, it's just such a shock, but it's just that investment and so forth that people spend with each other and they're able to influence those folks. And that's, that's what you got to look at. You got to look at your own power in terms of being a mentor, in terms of being a tutor, and your ability to invest in young people, which in turn grows your community, and it really helps your own outcome as we get a little bit further on down the road. Just to kind of piggyback off that a little bit, do we have something where, like, I guess some of the students could be kind of be like ambassadors for USC Union where they can possibly go to go to the uh, high school and maybe talk to some of those kids and say, hey, these are some of the benefits that you can have if you stay here. Of course, some kids, maybe it is best for some kids, of course, they're gonna have to go get away from home sometime. Maybe that's something that they need, but a lot of kids, like we have some of those kids at UNC Union, go to the hospital and say, hey, these are benefits. Maybe you show them around, uh, even though they pretty much live here all they like, the kids that go to the hospital, but just, Show them around USC Union and just let them know some of the benefits. Um, wouldn't that help if we had something like that, like oh, yeah. ambassadors for USC Union? Yeah, and and I think that that's uh, very likely to to happen in the near future. Um, I don't know if you know Anita Whitney. Um, she she joined us uh, right before the pandemic last year as a as a new student activities coordinator for the campus. With something we had needed for a long time and. Um, She's also the volleyball coach, but she is she is highly motivated and very. But she's um, also leading SGA, and she's done a lot even during the pandemic to get um, SGA recruitment up and get students really uh, 
engaged in, in doing things as part of SGA for the campus and that's the student government student government association and she uh, you know she wants to develop those kind of student ambassadors to do some of those kinds of things so I think you know once once things uh, uh, are in a space where they can they can go they can physically yeah, go in the high schools. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's something she'll be very interested in doing. I know um, there was there's a pro I think there still is. I know there was a program where um, I think Sims or it may have been high school. They brought some students over to SCC or they would bring some students to USC Union. Um, Terica Glenn, she used to. Yeah, that was that was uh, Tarek and I worked yeah. on that, and we've uh, we've had middle school students yeah. in there, mm -hmm. you know, because it, it, as well as with the there's a group from the Chamber of Commerce, yeah. as well, just to get them on campus mm -hmm. and to get them that level of exposure. Now, uh, as a college, we have student ambassadors, but there there's another program that I worked on probably for the past twenty years the opportunity fair and basically what we've done there is that we've brought folks in here who've grown up in union to talk about careers and all because lots of times in order for me to be i need to see me mm -hmm. and especially when you start talking about the the attitude that you just described not a whole bunch going on in union and all but you bring in people well you know you sit in that seat I used to have the same challenges, the, the same uh, thoughts about what I wanted to do, uh, or I didn't have anybody tell me what things worked. And we try to create relationships between students, uh, uh, college students, as well as adults, so that you don't go too far being unaccompanied and all. And I think most of you here have folks that have taken the time to get involved in your life and mm -hmm. to show you the way. And it means a lot. It was just like you and I were talking uh, before we got started. I've been knowing Modest 50 years mm -hmm. and all. But that, those that's, that's just those type of relationships that we have to have in order to grow our community. Mm -hmm. uh, folks have to spend time with younger people in the recognition that this is the next generation and this is how we grow. I got an opportunity to participate in the Opportunity Fair uh, as a uh, returning um, unionite, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, so I didn't grow up here all my life. Um, my, my folks are from Carlisle and Santa, respectively, so I called it home and all of my great memories when I was young playing in the woods and trees and stuff. So that's all I, I remember as far as such really great memories. So when I came back and retired from the Army uh, in 2018, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to give back to my community. I didn't know how. Um, and one of the first people I ta started talking to was, oh goodness, somebody, somebody's calling me. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Look, technical difficulty. Yeah. <laughs> We're live. Yeah. Somebody's calling him using the same same stuff. Uh, anyway, long story short, you know, I I went to um, 
Clemson University. Oh. Clemson Tigers. You know, because, I, because yeah. I did not go to Georgia Tech. So I had a lot of choices. Okay. And mom and dad said it costs too much money to go down there. We don't like how it looks. You better find something in South Carolina. So it didn't occur to me maybe to go to USC Union. Mm -hmm. I was diehard trying to get to Clemson Engineering. So I did all those things, checked all those blocks by the skin of my teeth, as they say, <laughs> went to the military. And then here I am back and doing some of the same things that we've been talking about, which is doing that outreach and trying to reach young people and say, this is really a great place to live. And you know, I talk about uh, the students. I would like to transition to the adults, maybe. Yeah. And talk about opportunities at USC Union and SEC for adults to maybe get jobs at those campuses. Like, what are some of the things that, you know, if somebody wanted to actually work on the campus, what could they do? Yeah, I mean, if, if, uh, if, the, if they're looking to teach, um, you know, we have to go by the, the SACS criteria, the, the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools criteria for uh, accreditation, and they just have to have at least a master's degree and at least 18 graduate credit hours in the uh, discipline they're going to teach. And then we have to get that um, blessing from the department in Columbia to have them teach those classes for us. Um, but, you know, apart from teaching, uh, you know, in terms of staff, um, you know, we do have some student tutors in our success center. Um, it's mostly student peer tutors, but we do have a few uh, professional tutors who are former students or um, uh, we have Alice Hooper who had been part of the OSP staff when we had OSP. Oh, um, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, so we, uh, <laughs> yeah. There, there's some opportunities in those kind of areas and, um, you know, facilities. There's, there's, uh, we, we're, we're searching for three new faculty, uh, full-time faculty members right now. Um, one in business, one in African-American studies, and one in, um, Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, and though those are hard to come by we got to get the slots from columbia to do those but the the adjunct instructors are are um those are opportunities we we have to just uh, pull the trigger on as soon as we get the approval for the course instruction uh, and on average how much does an adjunct instructor make so our, our adjuncts uh they get a thousand dollars a credit hour so most classes are three credit hours so it's typically three thousand dollars for a class um it if uh, that class is a is a really low enrollment, it might get prorated, but um, you know it's it's typically three thousand dollars a class um, for that. So that's that's it's it's competitive. Uh, we we had been as low as uh, right before I started because I I was on the faculty starting in twenty twelve, and then I started as academic dean in twenty sixteen when Dr. Carlano came and. He immediately said, "We got to get that up," and so we did. And we it, it was at like sixteen hundred, maybe it was it was not good. Um, so we were able to get it up to three thousand mm -hmm. for a three credit hour class, and so that's that's a significant jump. Yeah. 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 What about you, SEC? We don't have any openings in terms of the uh, folks that work on campus. Uh, there are adjunct openings within the college mm -hmm. at all, in terms of the experience for the uh, the folks, for
for that a sacks required, uh, it's the same numbers. Eight masters with 18 hours in that specified field. However, for welding and mechatronics, are you looking at industry certification standards as well as experience? Mm -hmm. So speaking on um, adult opportunities, uh, what about adults who are looking to change their careers or adults who are looking to... Call you know, because <laughs> you know, some, some there's some who are there's a lot of people who are doing online programs. Oh yeah. You know, they want to do change of jobs. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, know. even even for the associate's degree, there's there's a lot of online class options. Um, but especially when, if you know if they've already done that and they're looking to to get a bachelor's, there's there's a lot of online options that can work with their schedules. So. Yeah, now one of one of the things that we do is we're offering evening classes, especially for folks that may work in one of the uh, manufacturing facilities. So we've got an evening mechatronics, and then we've also got morning classes, which are flexible enough to fit the individual schedule. And the other thing, especially when we start talking about proximity-based courses, uh, Cherokee County is about a half hour away main campus in Spottenburg, and then we've got a campus at Moore, which offers a variety of courses for that individual that wants to change, that wants a pay raise. And then when we start talking about uh, continuing education, there are also some courses in terms of uh, CDL, construction, the healthcare fields, which you can spend the time, which is a compressed time because we're actually talking about seat hours versus credit hours and all because we can typically get a CNA certified uh, uh, instruction lab testing within six to eight weeks and you can do the same thing for a phlebotomy patient care technician as well as the emergency medical tech so this is a I want to change now uh, here's what's offered and each one of those healthcare fields is a high demand, as well as some of the construction offerings and, and CDL. So these are, you really want to change your life, want to do it now, call us up, let's find out what's on the schedule, and that can be done. Mm -hmm. Now, there's another course that we offer, and it's called Operation Workforce Training. The Operation Workforce Training, we have focused on that high school student who's getting ready to graduate, I really don't know what I want to do. But what we'll do with you, and this is a 65-hour course, six hours, is that we will provide you with exposure to safety, exposure to quality, and we'll also get you a forklift certification. Mm -hmm. Now, that is free. Lockhart Power will give that student $500 upon graduation. And then it also involves, uh, at, b before the pandemic, you'd get a chance to talk to people in the various plants, and we've also done tours. So you got it, like I said, you got a young person who I really don't know. We can go get that person. And the other thing with it, it has worked out for us is because that's a recruiting tool for the college. Because if you get that person exposed to it, and they'll say, well, what if I go to college? Come on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I, I got a question, guys. Um, community, right? We spoke on so many levels from middle school to high school to the adults now. 
And I thought Carlos was into this one as well, the way I framed this. So if you guys don't know, Carlos is an artist. I mean, uh, Arthur, sorry. He's an Arthur. And um, he has a particular interest and in he's a college graduate as well. But likewise as me, um, when we went to college and we saw everything and, and we got a feel for it and we did our years, right? Oftentimes, if you feel that you've outgrown that and that base that you have, you look back and say, you know what, I could have not have done that. What would you say to someone that has, uh, how could I say, let me reframe it the right way. We know it saves money. We know it makes you more money in the, in the process of going this way. But do you really need it? That's just the crown. That's just the question to, for you guys to really like, you know, sell that pitch on why do you really need higher education in today's 2020, 21st, 22nd century where you got people taking pictures on their phone from social media and they make a million dollars a year? Uh, one of the things that, that happens and uh, some of us have had some major failures, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, I cried when I couldn't play football no more. And you have to look at it in terms of the likelihood of success in a specific field. And that's why you have to look at that. Now you see those guys out there on that court and then you face them and say, oh my God, this is truly a unique individual. And one of the things, and I think uh, gentleman that you met about 10, 12 years ago, uh, mm -hmm. Captain Gibson. Captain mm -hmm. Gibson's now a colonel, he's teaching at West Point. He said, everybody got to play on Monday. And what's going to get you best prepared to play on Monday? And then if you don't like the way you're playing, spend the extra time to get you another skill. And oftentimes what we do is we lose track of what we need to make it by what we want to do in that dream. I didn't say give up the dream. I said, make sure you've got a backup that takes care of you while you're pursuing the dream. And, and I'll tell you what it is, y'all. We get caught up on these folks. I said, my God, they're doing wonderful. I'm going to do that. But there's an assumption that this person was an overnight sensation. Overnight sensations don't come that often. Mm -hmm. And then there's also a situation there where you call the starving artist. That starving artist is starving simply because of the fact that they didn't have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things when I start talking to the healthcare students and all. So maybe you want to go over here and get this CNA. Maybe you want to go over here and get this phlebotomy. Maybe you want to go over here and get these additional skills because those are going to be the things that are going to sustain you until you, until you get your certificate, until you get your license and so forth. Because there's a pathway that we have, to, each of us has to take. And you, you, you've been an apprentice. So we, we've done that, but we don't anticipate it in that youth and so forth because we're so excited I'm going to be. But you get so excited on I'm going to be and you forget what I must do in order to be and you never think that you can fall short. Don't give up your dream. Have a backup 
work on your drink. That's 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 well put it. That was a good answer. I give you that one. That was a good. I try to throw you a curve in there. Yeah, you, no, you, you, know, you know who you talk to. And it, it's true, like you know, you, you, those quarterbacks, whatever. You see them all the time. Oh, uh, was that a game the other day? You know, this guy probably know more about football than the coaches that he was talking to. But what separated those two was what that degree. All day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You like this. And you know, yeah. one thing I could say that I learned in college that I didn't get in life, um, critical thinking skills. Mm -hmm. um, you, you learn somewhat of people skills, you know, networking, mm -hmm. um, things that you would not get from hearsay. Um, you learn how to think for yourself. That is the, one of the main things. You, you get some skills that you would not have gotten in life or you would not have gotten properly <laughs> and you know that would have caused some hiccups as well um, but I do say that you learn to think critically because if you take I'm not going to say everyone but if you take some college educated individuals versus non-college education individuals and see how they think it's, it's totally different um, you're, you're somewhat a little more close minded than you realize until you put yourself in the um, position, education-wise. When I left the union, I, you know, 18-year-old, you, of course, you think you know it all, and then you go, <laughs> That's the funny you thing go somewhere else and you realize you didn't know much at all, and you're very close-minded, and you learn, I wasn't thinking for myself, that's just something somebody told me, you know, I wouldn't read it. A lot of us don't realize we don't read, we just take word of mouth. That teaches you to think for yourself, learn, go get those, it teaches you, those, you get those tools that you wouldn't normally get in life. Because in life, you get, oh, they told me that. I learned that from such and such. Did you go find out for yourself or did you, you know, you just took that word of mouth? Yeah. I, I would argue that you need the school of life experience, yeah. uh, which, oh, by the way, is not free. <laughs> you gonna pay some hard pay for that, yeah. Pay for you gonna pay for yeah. But what can help you in the school of life experience is that maybe that college baseline, or maybe you decide to go into the military, and maybe you decide to go into, you know, uh, go to a community college or whatever your path is. All of it is education. Yeah, I, I think that's what people they wanna they wanna it's say education. like one is better than the other. No, it's not. one is is for you. Yeah. It may not all be for you. Figure out which one is for you and, and start on that path. And here's the biggest life lesson I would say. It's okay to change your mind. Yes. <laughs> it's okay to change your mind. If you didn't hear that, check the time. It's okay to change your mind. No one's going to tap TJ on the shoulder and say, man, you, you, you changed your mind. You changed your mind. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? No, make those decisions for yourself. Just like Stacy said, as far as critical thinking, because you're the one paying the price mm -hmm. in time and money and energy, time away from your family and friends, the things that you really want to do. And it's all about that work, yeah. that work ethic. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, the it's other thing happen. too is, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and even when you think about going to school, you know, you think about going to class, but you know, there's, there's so many other things you can, you can do while you're there that are, that are not in the classroom that you learn from, mm -hmm. whether that's, uh, doing independent research with a faculty mentor, doing um, study abroad trips and, and experiencing other cultures. You know, we've, we've been able to send students the past few years um, places like France and 
uh, Ireland and Costa Rica, and we've been able to support them financially on those trips. You know, a lot of them haven't been out of Union County, and, and now they're getting on a plane and going across the ocean. Um, so I, I think the other part of going to school is just taking advantage of those other other experiences too while you're there that maybe you wouldn't have have access to otherwise. Mm -hmm. For me, I think it's a it's a it's always a great thing to get your education. And just for me, just growing up, I just felt like, and I tell everybody, I just felt like I was supposed to go to college like after high school. I just thought that's how society was. You you go to high school, go to college, get a job, and you stay there. Um, so for me, I always thought that's just how things were supposed to go. And, you know, me, I was like in like Anastasia, when I turned 18, I was ready to be on my own. So even I just went to USC Upstate, I, I, uh, I stayed on campus all four years, um, not paying attention to it, just taking out loans. Even if I needed only $3,500, I'd take out extra thousand just to keep <laughs> not knowing. I'm just like, you know, I gotta pay, didn't pay attention to know that I had to pay this back long term. So I'm just, you know, taking out money. Having, living in college, like having fun, I'm on my own. So that's why when I got out, I was just like, man, uh, I was like, man, is, is, it, is it really worth it, you know? Because I didn't know, and my parents, they didn't go to college, but they, you know, they took out the loans for us to go, so I was thankful for that. But see, they were just trying to give us something that they never had, so I, that's why I was like, I had to kind of, you know, figure it out on my own and now you know, yeah. paying back those loans. But this is this is the importance of having somebody mm -hmm. to tell you no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and the other thing that happens there is that this is the importance of listening when folks tell you that. And those and if you look at the mistakes and so forth that most of us made, either we weren't told or we didn't listen when we were. And that puts you in a bad situation. But see, we're in a small town, y'all. We've got the opportunity to get engaged mm -hmm. in these young people's lives. Mm -hmm. And it will create a much better outcome. Mm -hmm. And that's our choice as adults. And it's actually our duty if we want to make this place work. Do you feel like that makes us, would that make us a bad person if we tell a child don't go to college yet. So, cause what if they're on the fence and they're like, you know what, I'm not sure I really want to go yet. Some of them might say school is not for me. Personally, I would tell them not to go yet. I would say kind of go, whatever you're interested in, kind of go shout at somebody that, that's doing something you may be interested in. Get a feel for what you want to do because I tell anybody, if you go in just to go because you feel like you're supposed to, you waste some time and money. And that stuff has to be paid back. So I would say kind of get a feel for what you want to do before you kind of go the, to college. The question that comes up, and, and this was something that I faced early on at the barbershop, the question always comes, boy, what you want to be when you grow up? And there's some decisions that have to be made. And one of the things we have to do as adults, is we have to provide the exposure to a variety of choices. Now, mm -hmm. as a boy, I couldn't spell engineer. Now mm -hmm. I are one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, you know, you, yeah. you go through these things, and but I've never seen it. Yeah. And it, and it all depends upon the things that you're exposed to, and the people that you have around you who are willing to do this. And one of the things we we have to do is that we have to do an assessment of ourselves, and say. What services can I provide 
to a young person. Well, I know somebody that does that. And you'd be surprised at how many people will say yes when you ask them to help a child. Mm -hmm. can, can I just, from a, from a studio audience perspective, you have physically turned yourself away from the camera so you're talking to us, <laughs> which is outstanding. We want to make sure people can recognize you on the streets yeah. when they're asking, no. you, they're asking you about, hey, I want to sign up for Sparkburst Community College and, uh, you know, checking that block. So, you know, I'm about to change my career. Who is that guy on the Unionist Town? I can't see him. He I can't see him. I think he's hiding his face, but we got you now. We got you on camera. So I got one more question for you guys. So just take you back to a moment in my life. And uh, Carlos, you had the same moment where you're sitting in that chair and they're about to call your name. You're about to get your degree and go and walk across. A lot of people beside me in my graduation class did not have the same optimism that I had going out here. They, were, they did not have that matriculation plan to go get that job in their field that, you know, when you get out of college, you have no work experience. Work experience in the corporate world is gold, right? You can have a master's and everything, but you can find an operator on a, on, on a machine, literally, making the same money as you, no college degree, GED passed the keys test, right? How do you set up that matriculation program? You guys have that though. You guys have the nursing school and that feeds into hospitals. Mm -hmm. You have those connections manufactured. Well, see, we we've got we've got apprenticeship programs. Right. You yeah. see that? You, you see that's the same, right? same both world. What do you yeah. Mean? Yeah. And there's nothing better than an apprenticeship program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That when you start talking about work preparation. Right. Um, and, and the thing that uh, Tamika and I laughed about is that when we walked across stage, we had an uncle that was waiting on us, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, but that, mm -hmm. that, that, that was Uncle Sam. Yeah. But there, there are programs out here to help people. Uh, you've got work study, mm -hmm. you've got internships, and what you have to tell a student to do is that if you go to college, one of the first places you need to go is the, uh, is the placement office, mm -hmm. because yeah. it is their job to help you become mm -hmm. employed. Mm -hmm. And the internship is a key towards being able to oh, successfully get that work experience, and but you got to go find them. Mm -hmm. And all. they're there, but typically, a, t a typical student will not find a placement office until yeah, oh, I'm graduating next month. Congratulations! I tell you something else. One of my uh, professors taught me uh, yeah. before, because I was I was that student trying to figure out what I was going to do before. I'm always looking ahead. But anyway, he taught me. He, he, I said, look, this job's coming up. He said, this is what they're asking. And I told him, I said, they're asking for this. They're asking for experience. They're asking that. You know what he told me? He said, that's what they're asking for, mm -hmm. but that's not who they're going to get. Right. You know, either you apply for that job. And, you know, he said, oh, of course, that's the ideal candidate they want. But that's not the ideal candidate they can get because it, that he's not going to take the salary that, that they're offering for that because he has all that experience. <laughs> so that, that kind of tricks you into like, I can't. I remember my brother, he went to school to be a diesel mechanic. And they put the, a job came open and they put all the qualifications there, the experience and all that. And he was like, I, I told him about the job, you know, and he said, oh, you're not going to hire me. I don't have any experience. I said, go talk to him. He got that job. Mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, me coming out. Taught themselves out of a blessing. Taught themselves out of a blessing. Me heating and air. Uh, when I graduated, sparked my tent with heating and air degree. I don't use it now because I, I, I really like cutting hair. But mm. when I graduated with the heating and air degree, the first thing, I had a job to uh, teach at Tiger River uh, Prison. Mm. You know, mm. they had a class. And I didn't qualify for that. But the teacher told me right off hand, said, teacher, I got a job for you. Oh. And, you know, because I was his best student in class. I had three jobs lined up. And if I read the qualifications of that job, I wouldn't pass neither one of them. Connection. But he told me, go get a job. Because the man who had those qualifications, like I said, he worked for himself already. He wasn't going to go take that job. So, so it, sounds like, it sounds like what, what, what it is, and what I told my little brother that's in college right now, I uh, told him, I said, look, man, the books are going to be the same wherever you go. The knowledge ain't going to change. The science is the science. Yeah. It is the network mm -hmm. and the people around there mm -hmm. that you need to rub elbows with and you need to stay in contact. And that's what you guys have. You guys have a, a vast network across the state and congratulations mm -hmm. to you that. Yeah. All right, you know, yeah. so that's all the questions I have for y'all. Yeah. I didn't want to, yeah. Just piggybacking off, that's what I would tell anybody just off of experience. Cause like I said, when I went, I didn't really think about like long term until it was almost time for me to walk across the stage. And then I was like, uh oh, what I'm about to do now. And I really didn't kind of get a feel for what I wanted to do until I actually just working at my job. I had two people come in and they gave me two different internships covering sports. So that's kind of when I started getting a feel for what I wanted to do. So I would tell anybody, any kid that's in college, do you, you do yourself a huge favor if you try to get an internship and just start oh, early. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I just thought, how, how the world works is you when you once you get your degree you yeah. just get in somewhere like that's all yeah. that, that's all you need that's it. but it doesn't work that way <laughs> and then you'll have lack of experience and all that type of stuff so i would for me i just like man i just learned just you know like i said my parents didn't go i was fortunate they that they sent me and my siblings to college but i just been figuring things out on my own so i would tell any kid now to get an internship if, yeah. you, get a, if you go to college because it'll make things a lot easier for me. I would tell any child, any major you go to, mm -hmm. you need to go to financial aid, mm -hmm. you need to go get your housing, and then you need to go and start developing a business within your business yeah. department. Because these teachers are world leaders, subject matter experts. Use their knowledge. You pay for it. Oh, yeah. You yeah, pay for I, it. Yeah. I'll tell anybody, if you grow up, look at all your options after you graduate. Say if you go and I did not, when I, when I graduated, were able to graduate from USC Union, I didn't take that degree yet because I'm like, hold on, I'm not going to stop here. You know, if I take that degree now and I fill out the financial aid, they're going to ask me, do you have a degree? And I put, yeah, I got associates. And then that's going to, life is, Well, you still I, get life. It's still like that. You, you can still get life. Uh, you just can't get, you life. can only get two years of life for an associate's degree, but yeah. if you if you move into a bachelor's degree program, you get two more years of it. Oh, okay. So you, you can you can move into one of these Palmetto bachelor's degrees yeah. or, the, or the BSN, and as long as you're still got the three O um, uh, and the and the number of hours you need, you yeah. can you can keep renewing it for up to four years. But oh, I left it yeah. open, but it got in case oh, yeah. I want to go back to the day. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you, you got you got you got to have that you got to be admitted into that bachelor's degree program to keep it going. Yeah, um, I would tell anybody be honest with yourself. Look at that before you decide to just check those boxes off. Because even with the opportunity college program, that helped me through college because my mother or father was a college graduate, oh, yeah. and just that OSP program. Yeah. I was going to ask you about it. Did you have it? That was a major resource for a person who didn't have the luxury of yeah. parents. 
yeah. uh, who, who were able to uh, go on to college and so. Yeah, because we, we uh, you know, we had it for years and um, right, right before Dr. Catalano came, um, we lost it. And mm -hmm. you have to wait five years before you can apply to get it back. And so last year we applied for the first time we could to get it back and <laughs> that there's these not lounge where they that sign will help them too and they they put together a really really good proposal that you can get a maximum of 110 on the score they got 106 and they didn't get it oh, wow. you had to get 109 to get funded what does osp stand for uh, it's yeah it's it's a it's a couple million dollars over five years um so, you know, in the meantime, we've had our academic success center that's, that's kind of filled the void in terms of providing the tutoring and the career services and the workshops and some of that support. But, um, so we got to wait another four years to reapply again. And yeah. we will. And, you know, we'll build on, on what we put forth this last cycle and, and I think we'll have a good chance. I did have one question before Carlos closes, closes out, perhaps end on a, a high note, a positive note. Uh, we've been focused on growth and union, and uh, my question to you is, where do you see USC, Union, and SEC in the next five years in Union County? I mean, I, I, I just see this continuing to, you know, we don't want to get too big. Um, we want you to know, but, you know, continuing to grow um, and uh, just continuing to, you know, support this this nursing program. That's that's really a staple at this point. Uh, moving forward, uh, we we want to be able to produce more teachers through that that elementary education program. Um, but we also want to make sure that we're continuing to support the humanities. And uh, I think that fine arts house is going to be a great way to continue to do that. Um, and, and just just provide as, as well rounded of a experience as we can uh, for these students. Mm -hmm. Our intent is to become the economic development engine in the county for health science, engineering, and technology. And really to provide folks with the skill set so that they can draw businesses to Union and sustain the growth. All right. Mr. McKissick and Dr. Law, we want to thank you, gentlemen, for taking the time to come sit with us today. We really appreciate it. Um, as we get ready to wrap this up, if you guys didn't get a chance to watch this live, be sure to tune in. You can listen to it on Amazon Music, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud, as well as my website, CarlosKSmith.com. So until next time, this is Union's Time to Talk, Season 2. Thank you for listening.